Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello and welcome to It's a Fandom Thing. I'm your host, Erin Marlowe, and each week I'm joined by a panel of guests to discuss all things fandom and pop culture, primarily from a female perspective. You'll find everything from fanfic, to cosplay, to Schitt's Creek, to Supernatural, and everything in between. So put on your favorite piece of fandom merch, set aside that fanfic that you're writing about your OTP, and sit back and enjoy this week's episode. Hello, and welcome to It's a Schmidt Thing. Tonight, we are talking about Schmidt from New Girl, and that's all we are going to be talking about. (laughs) No, we really, we're going to be continuing our comedy celebration with a discussion of New Girl. We'll be talking about the other characters for about five minutes, but we'll spend the majority of the time on Schmidt. Totally kidding, everybody. We are going to focus on the other characters. So this should be a fun conversation. Tiff is finally back. Tiff hasn't been on since January. So I'm very excited to have Tiff back. Happy to be here. (laughs) So welcome, Tiff. Thank you. Okay, so before we get started talking about New Girl, I just want to go around and have my panelists tell me one thing they're into right now in pop culture. So Meg, it always throws me when you're first. It's Meg! (laughs) Who's that girl? It's Meg. It's Meg. So, Meg, what are you into right now? Say, how awesome would it be if I just came out here and be like, God, I really hate Schmidt. <laughs> You'd be gone in about two seconds flat. Like, like, just... Oh, no, we lost the connection. Aaron's um, like, cut. <laughs> we see her screen go black. Oh, no, my screen is over. You never hear from me again. <laughs> oh, no, her Wi-Fi was bad. Yeah. <laughs> Whoops. Well, that's a bummer. Oh well. <laughs> I absolutely don't. I, I I adore Schmidt. But what I have been into, so I mentioned a while ago that I'm in I started listening to the Dungeons and Daddies podcast. And when I first brought it up, I had listened to one episode. And now I am so like deeply in it that it was hard for me to rewatch New Girl, not because I didn't want to and not because I don't love the show, but because all I wanted to do was walk around my house with earbuds in, ignoring my whole family and life, listening to Dungeons and Daddies. It's freaking hilarious. And if you don't like Dungeons and Dragons, that's okay, because it's barely that. It's just, it's really, really funny. And I just, I'm I'm like, oh, I'm done watching New Girl. And I immediately started listening to Dungeons and Daddies again. I'm like 30 episodes in and they're two hours long. <laughs> my mind still goes to a different place when you say the name. <laughs> and it's so funny because their their whole thing is like, you're listening to Dungeons and Daddies, not a BDSM podcast. <laughs> I know. I remember when you first mentioned it on what we are into, one of those episodes, and you specifically <laughs> said that. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, but I still, every time you say it, I'm still in my mind. It just goes straight. It's, it's hilarious. It's just, 
even if you don't like D&D, it's just a really, really fun, funny podcast of basically professional writers and actors playing really, really funny characters and just being dads, like soccer dads going up to try and find (laughs) their kids in the Forgotten Realm. And if you do like D&D, there is D&D in there. Like, shh, don't tell people who don't like D&D, but there is. (laughs) (laughs) There's dice rolling. It happens. So Susie, what are you into? So recently I have seen the doc okay, it's a really long title. Doctor Strange 2 and the Multiverse of Madness. And I listen, I would not have seen this film if it were not for for three things. Number 1, Sam Raimi. Number 2, Bruce Campbell. And number three, Scarlet Witch. These were my driving reasons to go see this film. And oh my God, this movie just like oozes the Sam Raimi charm out of every like scene. And it just brings me so much joy. Cause I'm like, that's, thank you, Sam. Thank you for giving us this. And when Bruce Campbell shows up, I just like, I'm like, yes, thank you. If they're two for one, like you can't get a better deal anywhere else. Like I, I, Yes. Mm-hmm. But does the car show up? Does the car know? Unfortunately, no. not so. Not that I saw. But, like, then again, I was very much, like, just enamored by all all of what, like, what Scarlet Witch was doing. I'm not going to, like, spoil too much. But, oh, I love that woman. <laughs> She's so, I, I just, I love strong, powerful women. And she's, like... Oh, my little gay ass in the theater was just like, oh my God, you're amazing. <laughs> yeah, and, and I have yet, I did not see the first Doctor Strange. Mm. Everybody knows that I, what I think of Benedict Cumberbatch. I, <laughs> yeah, no, before I would, like, everyone knows how I feel about Spider Man. The, the, yeah, the recent, the more recent one at least. And so before we went to see it, a friend of mine was like, "Hey, did you watch the new Spider Man?" And I looked at them and I went, "No." So you're not gonna, you're not gonna be caught up to date on this movie. You're not gonna know what happens. I haven't I seen like, the new Spider Man, so I was no like, spoilers. "I don't care." I read the wiki, so I'm good. <laughs> I care not to see him. Wow, <laughs> I I love my my friendly neighborhood Spider Man. I still haven't seen No Way Home though, mostly because no. I'm just tired. He's not my friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. That distinction goes to two other <laughs> lovely humans. I'm too busy listening to Dungeons and Daddy's podcast. I don't have time to go to the movies. <laughs> yeah, you're too busy visiting those dungeons. I actually got, to Daddy. I got very annoyed because it's an adult podcast. I got really annoyed. I had to give my daughter a ride somewhere and I was like, I was like can you just put your headphones on so I can listen? Yeah. You just put I'm, your AirPods in discreetly like to my name. I'm neglecting my family. <laughs> so, so so Tiff, what are you into right now? I'm just I'm just sitting here giggling Susie is just so funny. <laughs> I right now I finally, finally was able to sit down and actually start upload. It's been out since March and I've been so neglectful with my television watching. I haven't watched like anything except pretty much cooking shows lately. I don't know what's going on with me, but it has like retained all of the charm, all of the great writing, all of the great acting from season one. I'm loving it. I know I'm going to go through and probably watch it another four times. Meg agrees with me. 
uh, it, it's so good. It's just so, so good. And Robbie Amell is like the only Amell that we recognize in this yep. house. <laughs> and on this podcast. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So that's what I'm into. That's what I'm feeling right now. Uh, and of course, listening to my faves podcast at Bed Will Be Head pod <laughs> and at it's a fandom thing pod. i was gonna say what am i not <laughs> no i was going in alphabetical order erin <laughs> i was so surprised when she said that i was like wait that's me, <laughs> that's me. since <laughs> since you go in alphabetical order i was just honoring the time honored tradition of alphabetical order even though i am always last no matter Aww. what I need you to find a Tanya that's a T-O, a T-O <laughs> in my A. <laughs> find someone named Whitney or something. <laughs> exactly. Yolanda. Yeah. If you like, I can change my name to Zuzi with a Z. Nice. You will switch up nice. the order up. Oh, Attention listeners, if your name starts with something after Tiff, please yeah. contact it's a fandom thing yeah. so Call you'll have to out. be you'll have to be on an episode with tyler sometime because tyler there you go there you go tell me when tyler is coming on so i can live like meg and Susie and not go less every single time i i am going to be inviting roman and tyler i'm going to be inviting you on um our john waters episode and then, uh, of course, for our horror month. So, oh, you know, I love horror. I yes, you were gonna so. say John Wayne. I'm like, wow, really? <laughs> <laughs> that would be why weird. you're really going like any fandom, huh? <laughs> Anything to avoid imagine? watching our flag means death and making me happy. <laughs> Can you imagine me doing John Wayne? Oh my I, gosh, it's, no. it's a John Wayne thing. <laughs> that, that would be in 2030. Partner. <laughs> We've run out of everything, so now we're talking about John Wayne. The earth is a crust. Yeah. desert wasteland, and there's Aaron talking. <laughs> there's Aaron floating on an asteroid. <laughs> just with podcast gear. Cryogenics. <laughs> talking about John Wayne. Uh, well, what I'm into is there is a new HBO series called The Staircase. So based on <laughs> based on Meg's <laughs> sorry, but the excitement from Meg based on the docu series, the staircase. But I mean, everybody should know that this you know it's about the famous case of Kathleen Peterson, whom her husband Michael Peterson called the police and said his wife had fallen down the stairs, and all these people thought he killed her. I think he killed her. Uh, you know, there's also by my husband. Colin Firth. Yes. I, 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 I thought that was Hugh Jackman, so that's why I was like, no. <laughs> I have many husbands. I'm Spanish Jackie. I have 19 <laughs> husbands. <laughs> I only have a few people that I like. <laughs> Susie, I just noticed you changed your name. <laughs> Look at that, Tim. Yeah. I'm so that's excited. That's it up. Keep it fresh. <laughs> Susie is now Zuzi with a Z. Zuzi. Yeah. Uh, Zuzi with an yeah. I, and not Susie with the Z, because Susie with the Z goes. 
<laughs> oh my gosh. But the, but this is um, also Tony Collette plays Kathleen Peterson. So it goes back and forth in time. And I love Tony Collette. So shout out to her. She's amazing. So is Colin Firth. They're both really good. And I binged the first three episodes yesterday. It's it's probably not the best thing to watch when you're in a weird headspace like I am, but I watched it anyway. So yeah. <laughs> That's on HBO Max. So so go watch that if you're into true crime. And I know a lot of our listeners are, since that's one of our most popular episodes. So we're gonna get into New Girl, and I'm just gonna tell you briefly what New Girl is about if you don't know what New Girl is about. And I have to say, first off, I want to say before I do this. I was so hesitant to watch this show, New Girl. This was a first-time watch for me. And I should have known because Tiff and I have very similar taste in shows. And because Tiff loved it, I should have known that meant that I would love it. And I love this show. Uh, There are a couple issues I have with it, but they're so small that I just, I, I don't care. And I just love all the characters. I even like Zoe Deschanel in this and I am not a big fan of hers and that was why I was hesitant. So what this show is is it follows Zoe Deschanel's character Jess that after a bad breakup an offbeat young woman which she always plays offbeat young women moves into an apartment loft with three single men. Although they find her behavior very unusual the men support her most of the time. That's the IMDb thing. You know it's more than that but that's the IMDb little thing. And I just wanted to give a couple of quick little trivia things here. Um, we'll, I don't know if Coach will come up, but of course, when this show first started in the first episode, they had the character of Coach, played by Damon Waynes Jr., who was also in Happy Endings, which is what we're covering in a couple of weeks. And they didn't know it was going to be picked up for another season, got picked up for another season. So that's why he is only in the first episode. Then he comes back later on. So that's why, if you're ever wondering why that happened, that's why that happened. Um, Max Greenfield, who plays the best character, Schmidt, who is who we're really going to be talking about soon. I love this character so much. I warned everybody. uh, Almost quit acting before he auditioned for New Girl. So this is what made him not quit acting. Uh, So Schmidt's first name was eventually revealed to be what, my panelists? Winston. Winston. Very good. And that Winston is a so main character. Well done, unrehearsed. <laughs> yeah, that was beautiful. I feel Hand- good about it. First, first try. It was great. Yes, yes, that was that was that was incredible. Okay, so we're gonna go ahead and get into this now. I know I didn't put on here favorite episodes because of time. I wanted to try and d- dive into the characters more for this one. So I apologize, but we are going to be talking about favorite guest spots because there are so many actors that come and do guest spots that I thought that was important. And we're going to single out one in particular, too, before we give our other favorite, which I'm sure if you've watched this show, I think you can probably guess what that's going to be. And if you've listened to this podcast, you can probably guess what that's going to be. Uh, So we'll reveal that in a minute. So Meg... I want to know, first off, what are your general thoughts on Jess and Cece? So we're going to start with the women. Okay. I just want to quick say one of my favorite little bits of trivia is when Nick has his breakup video that he's watching later. I love how they reference that coach left. And Nick's video is like, he's going to go leave and live with a bunch of other white people. Yes. In reference (laughs) to Damon Wayans Jr. going to happy endings. And that just made me chuckle. 
my general thoughts on Jess and Cece. I do not have an issue with Zoe Deschanel. So it was never any hesitation for me. She can be, I think, a little much if you like, like binging was a lot. Um, and she did get kind of typecast into this manic pixie dream girl after 500 days of summer. I mean, but she wants to work, so that's not her fault necessarily. But mm-hmm. um, I love their friendship. I love Jess and Cece's friendship. I love that they address how different the two of them are. And when they have a whole conversation about, do you think we would have been friends if we had met now? Um, and they're like, maybe not, but it doesn't matter because we are fr- we are friends. And I think if if you have one of those lifelong friendships that time and distance doesn't really affect it, it's it's just there's something about it that's so special and and so ridiculous. Like their boob slapping fight that they get into and they get mad at each other over stuff in seventh grade. I just, I loved it so much. Um, I love how Cece starts out being like kind of a normal, but a little bit crazy like model. And like all of the other characters, as the show progresses, she just gets weirder and weirder and weirder. And it's my favorite. I just, I... I love that Cece and Schmidt wind up together. I love their relationship because it seems so like unexpected. There we go. Or I don't, I don't even know, but it just is my favorite episodes. My favorite moments with Jess are generally kind of the quieter, more introspective Jesses. I like it when she's wild and zany and kooky. I love it when they're playing, um true american this ridiculous game Uh, but i like it when she feels a little bit more grounded and i will tell you i never appreciated her more than in season five when zoe chanel went on maternity leave and jess wasn't there and we were stuck with reagan (laughs) (laughs) i feel like if you weren't a big fan of jess bye Susie. Susie agree, or maybe Susie loves Reagan. I, I will not know. take any Reagan slander. Thank you very much. Uh-oh. Well, then it's going to be a very <laughs> awkward conversation because I cannot stand that character at all. But yeah, I just I I love their friendship, and unlike mine and Susie's friendship, she's not going to send me Regency era thirst talks anymore, and I'm kind of sad. <laughs> but yeah, I. I don't know. I'm not used to going first. It's very difficult for me. I have, I, I'm, every time. I'm sweaty like Nick. <laughs> not really. That's gross. <laughs> okay. Here, this is for you, Susie. <laughs> it's not Megan Fox's fault that she's ungodly hot. Carl also knows I'm not a huge Megan Fox fan, so that kind of colors my views. Susie's really I know. Like, now. Susie's I'm really like, done. She's, she is done with me 100% but it just felt like the most unrealistic this is I've ever seen. Why would she ever do? Why would I? I, I nope. Nope. Not going to get into that. I, I love how passionate Jess is about teaching. I love how much she cares about her kids, her job. I love how dedicated she is, but I also love how eventually, finally with much, much prompting, she's able to understand that she's moved beyond that and wants to do something else with her life. So all right, yeah. I'm going to shut up now until <laughs> someone else starts talking and then I'll interrupt them. <laughs> The Meg wow. special. <laughs> the, the, the joking about how everybody doesn't like Schmidt in the beginning. Now it's the Reagans and Megan Fox slander. But the Schmidt thing was a joke. Well, I know, I know. But I think because that happened, 
I honestly, I was running out of time to watch New Girl, and I was like, I don't need to rewatch the Reagan. <laughs> I wickied those. Wow, you so slandered you my spidey. I will slander your Reagan. <laughs> just twisting it more and more. So, Susie, is your name really going to be Susie? So you're doing that so Tiff can go. I'll do that for Tiff. So Tiff can go second. I'm Aww. happy to. Well, Tiff. <laughs> Thank so you, a, a new friendship has the rose in make. Yes, yeah, I only be have careful one. though, because I I know I know something, but don't, be careful, Tiff. So be careful. Okay. <laughs> Might change your name back. The name can change back. We'll see. It could turn into an okay. A, so I could go before Meg. <laughs> She's like, my name is now Azuzi. <laughs> so, so Tiff, what are your thoughts? I am, yeah, the whole Zoe Deschanel, you know, that that manic pixie dream girl, you know, she's got these very big eyes and she's got that voice, you know, and the dark hair and all that kind of stuff. And I think it does lend itself to her being typecast in a certain way. And it's funny because she's in, a while ago, she's an elf. And in elf, she's blonde. And the whole, her whole vibe in elf is so much different. Then when she gets cast later on in 500 Days of Summer, and then of course when she's, you know, and throughout the series of New Girl, it's a completely different vibe. So I think she has kind of been pigeonholed now into this. And I, for some reason, I believe it's hair color that has something to do with it. I can't figure it out just yet. And the but bangs. No, I think you're right. It's the bangs too. Mm-hmm. Exactly. It's the bangs. She didn't have bangs in, um, in Elf. She, yeah, she like had, you know, layers or whatever but um but i yeah i like uh, jess is she's kooky and she's uh she's really silly but you know she's smart i mean she does and she's extremely dedicated to her students wherever she's teaching she's definitely dedicated she tries to i think she tries to be cooler than what she is you know because she's ultimately she's like a big dork um, and I don't say that meanly, I don't say that in a bad way, but you know, she does have, she's very quirky and, um, and I don't think she lets that bother her too much. She does her own thing, um, from the way she dresses to, you know, how she presents herself, her dislikes, her likes, that whole thing. Her friendship with Cece just, I feel like it's really charming because those are two people that you wouldn't necessarily see together you know here cc is this model and she's she's not an airhead but she but she's presented a certain way in the early parts of the series and it's definitely like oh she's a model where you know the her intellectual side is definitely not being shown especially when you can see who her roommates are and who the people that she's hanging out with the, the Russian model. I can't remember what her name is. But she, that birthday <laughs> when Cece drank with her mouth. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Natasha? It's a Roman name. Yes, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's definitely like, it's like Not Natalia. Roman like, Russian? Yeah. Why did he say Rome? No! It's like it's like Mishka or, you know, something, something to that effect. But, um, yeah, but I feel like their friendship is really cute. Uh, they've been friends for so long. You know, when you have this friendship going back to junior high, it's gone through all of these ups and downs and you see 
growth and you see evolution. And I just think it's really sweet. But they are so silly together. They really are. They're so silly. But I like it. I like seeing I like seeing friendships where you don't have this kind of frenemy attitude. And that is so prevalent on TV, especially in sitcoms. You know, it's like, oh, we're friends, but we're backstabbing each other. We're being catty and all this kind of stuff. And you never get that from them. You never you never get that from them. Um, They argue and they, you know, they they fight with each other. But it's nothing to do with, oh, I'm going to steal your boyfriend or you know, I'm going to to undercut you at work or anything like that. So I think their friendship is just adorbs. Yeah. Yeah. And it was Nadia. Thank you, Meg. I knew it was something with an N. (laughs) Yeah, it was something Russian, not Roman. Oh, God. (laughs) Roman. It's it's allergy brain. Aurelius. The pot in the air is doing some weird stuff. And also the besmirching of some beloved characters' names is also doing a number on my I know, on my I know. synapses. I'm a, little, I'm a little messed up from the Spider-Man, Spider-Man too. <laughs> so Zuzi. <laughs> Zuzi. <laughs> what are your thoughts? Okay, so Jess isn't like my favorite character. Um, I'll admit that when I did start watching New Girl, I, it was during the time in my life when I was very much obsessed with Bones. And I, when I saw the promos for New Girl, I was like, oh, uh, what is it? Zoe Deschanel? Oh, she's Emily, De- Emily Deschanel's sister. Oh, it's, it's going to probably be really neat because I love, <laughs> um, I love Emily Deschanel. <laughs> and so I, I watched it with that in mind. And then... I just I got sucked into the show, um, mainly because of the other characters and not so much because of Jess. Like, don't get me wrong, Jess is still like a fine character, and she does care. Like, she's sweet, funny. She cares a lot about people, oftentimes to a fault, and sometimes is very cartoonish in her actions, and maybe a little bit over the top, but. That's kind of fine, because who among us doesn't get a little bit zany and Looney Tunish in our life? She, she is a cartoon monkey in a commercial. Yeah. Oh my god, I know, like, that was like a comparison that I made and they did it in the show, but I was surprised, because I didn't think they would show it for some reason, <laughs> and when they did, like, the cartoon monkey, I was like, their resemblance is uncanny. <laughs> it's it's like they created this commercial to make the monkey look like something. We're gonna bridge this gap between us with Bones Love because I was so obsessed okay. with that show when it was out. Okay. So. We're gonna we're gonna build up this bridge with Bones. That's how we'll That sounds really morbid. That's how I know. Okay. <laughs> it's it's delightfully morbid. We'll go with that. It's delightfully morbid. Yeah, Jess is fine. I don't really have much to say about her because unlike some people, my favorite period of the show was when Zoe was on maternity leave and there was a lot less chess. <laughs> like I didn't miss her when she was gone and I enjoyed having everyone else in the cast more. Um okay, I feel like I need to re- to I didn't say I necessarily missed Jess when she was gone. I I cuz she's not my favorite character. I just liked her so much more than Reagan. <laughs> oh, yeah, no. See, I liked Reagan a lot more trade-off. than Jess and I was like 
could we just finish the show with these characters and maybe have Jess just be on jury duty till the end of the show? <laughs> I would have been fine with that. She's gonna go on to trial for the Scranton Strangler. She just travels around the country yeah. as a juror. <laughs> yeah, that's that that's her weird. spinoff show. And then we'll just keep New Girl with, with everyone else. Um, but yeah, out of the two, like I, but I do love her friendship with Cece. They really do, like, they're childhood friends. They've known each other for the longest time. They really care each other about each other, even when they're mad at each other. They still like look out for one another and try to support each other. Like even when her and Cece have that fight about Cece being a model, and she's like, "Your job is so easy, like whatever." And when Cece's about to get fired, Jess is like, "No, no, no, please don't fire her. I'll do it." Like, even when they're still mad, they still, like, I'll be there for you because you're my friend. And even though we have our differences, I still love you. Meg, I'm looking at you, kid. <laughs> we may have our differences, but I still love you. Yeah, but out of the two, I think I just really like Cece a lot more as a character because she just, she's more, Jess is a little bit more chaotic, but she's, but Cece, even though she does have chaotic moments, she's a little bit more emotionally grounded. And I really like that about her. And she is kind of like the mama bear friend because um, she's just so supportive and loving to the people around her. Like when she tells, like after uh, the breakup that Nick has with Jess, she encourages him to go out and seek out new relationships. Even when she realizes that she's in love with Schmidt and he's with Fawn, she still encourages him to to speak for himself and his to speak up in his relationship with Fawn, even though she does like him, like that could have in any other writer's hands, I feel like that could have been an opportunity for her to like sabotage that relationship. But no, she was like, he clearly likes her. Like I'm, I'm going to support him and, you know, make sure that if like he really does like her, let's, I'm going to try to help him make it work because this is something that he wants. And I'm not going to let my feelings necessarily get in the way of that and make me be catty. Yeah, that's something um, I really appreciate yeah. about this show is that there was never any of that underhanded stuff like if, if your ex, like with Nick and Jess, neither of them were ever trying to to damage each other's relationships after they broke up. And even their breakup, as much as I thought it was a stupid, lazy writing decision from the writers, they handled it as characters really, really well together. And that's something that you don't see very often. And I really appreciated that about mm -hmm. this show. Cause yeah, Schmidt and Cece, they're all like, they've all kind of dated around each other yeah. a lot and they've all dated some of the same people. And I think that's really amazing about this show where like with Robbie, <laughs> Robbie, oh Roberto and I feel like Schmidt and Robbie is yes Cece will cut you across your just will knit a knife and mail it to him I love that yeah no it's very much like Jess will try to kill you with kindness and Cece will buy a sword name it kindness and kill you with it <laughs> that's the two differences that's but, yeah. That's, what That's they a are. perfect description. Yeah. Perfect description. <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah um, but I also yeah. just 
really want to quickly touch on like before we move on just also her friendship with Winnie is one of like my most favorite things because they're just so happy being weird and crazy together and it is so enjoyable like in, in the Chris in one of the Christmas episodes where he just makes a random beanbag and and even Schmidt is like that's not a good enough gift for my beautiful awesome wife and he's like no no this is a Winston CC mess around it's it's an inside thing you're not going to get it and he's like no 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 she needs an awesome gift and he's like no I know her she's my friend she's gonna love it and when she opens it she tells them she's like the beanbag and they get all excited and they're just very sweet friends and I, I like when he moves out later there's like the episode where he's moving out and they have this moment together and they kind of use Ferguson as a proxy to talk about their feelings it's just it's so sweet and I just I love their their friendship and it's so great yeah I agree I love that they're CC and Winston's mess arounds they're very <laughs> they talk about their very first mess around because it's the still nobody else gets their friendship everybody's like I, I don't you know babe babe no, babe, babe. <laughs> like, sorry. I, I love their relationship too. Uh, well, like I said, the big thing that held me back from this show was Zoe Deschanel because of that manic pixie dream girl thing that it's not her fault at all. I mean, it really is not her fault. She fell into that and became typecast. And it is interesting because I love Elf too, that she is so different in that. You're right, Tiff, because of that hair. <laughs> which is so it's so icky that that is what but it's, it's so this, it's this minor thing it's this yeah. minor detail but she looks so different in elf as opposed to when she looks I, I, I mean the the way hair color can just completely change the entire personality of your acting on screen it's just it's it's well, freaky. yeah and that's what even even if you see her on other shows with the brown hair and the bangs are like sideswept or they're not there it's so weird it's, it's so weird how different she is she was on an episode of bones and she played a completely different character that wasn't like this kooky weirdo girl but her bangs i'm pretty sure were like it's like when the bangs are down that's when she's like i'm crazy <laughs> yeah 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 it is it's some it's something about that yeah so that is why i hesitated but i will say she really did grow on me and what i love about jess is she is so quirky and that could get really old but i think it's a genuine quirkiness it's not like this made-up thing that's really who she is and she never really changes who she is she tries to do certain things like when she tries to have a one-night stand or when she <laughs> or anything like when she tries to get out of her comfort zone it immediately doesn't feel real because that's not who she is. So I like that they never really strayed from that. And I think it's very important to mention that this show was created by a woman because I think that makes a huge difference in how these women are portrayed and written and the men too, I want to say. I think there's a reason the men have the friendships they have in here. And I think it's because this was created by a woman. And I that makes a huge difference in how you're seeing things because with Jess's relationship with Cece, they, it's so important that they never have those battles and those cat fights over men. That is so crucial. Like there was never like a love triangle. There was never like, oh, I actually like Nick. Oh, I like Schmidt. There was never anything like that, which would have been so icky and wrong. And I'm so grateful for that. And when they have battles, it's more real. It's more realistic when they have fights, not battles. But when they have fights, it's more realistic than in other shows because – 
when you turn a woman's identity fully into just about men and their friendships just about men, it's not fun to watch. So I really appreciate their friendship a lot. And I think what CC does with Jess is CC kind of grounds Jess and also helps Jess kind of get out, even though being quirky is her thing and that really is who she is, I think sometimes she uses it as a way of kind of hiding and not actually going after what she wants. And so Cece helps her kind of break that down a little bit and go after what she wants. And Jess kind of brings out some quirky sides to Cece as well and also helps her realize that, you know, she deserves to be with a person that she loves and that she's I think Cece eventually realizes she's more than just a quote unquote model. Um, and I, what I enjoyed about Cece too is watching her become a bartender. What I thought was so interesting about that is that she was so awful at it because I really didn't expect that. I was like, they're going to make her like this amazing bartender because she's so gorgeous. She's going to get like, all these tips and it's going to be amazing. And then she's not. And I just, I don't know why that really brought me joy. Not because I don't like Cece because I love Cece. But I think it was just like this thing where you didn't expect that. And that's another thing I appreciate about this show is a lot of things you don't expect, and I'll, especially with a lot of the male characters, happen at, in this show. So I appreciate that. And once again, I think it's because a female created this show. And just plain and simple. So, Okay, so we're going to get into the guys. To Nick, the best character ever, Schmidt. Uh, <laughs> Winston and Coach. I warned everybody. <laughs> So we're getting into the guys, your general thoughts, and you can you can name your 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 favorite of the guys. I mean, I really can't. I honestly adore all of them for very, very different reasons. I think the one I have the most frustration with, and it's not even because of the character, I think it's an issue with writing and like I was I watched the show when it was coming out and it was live and I would I was obsessed with it. So I read all these articles and like I get really, really frustrated with Nick because I feel like he has all of this potential and I feel like the writers were like, he has potential. That doesn't mean like he's the best perfect thing. I think the writers were very much like, we can't let him progress too much because then what will we do with him? And it was the same thing with him and Jess's relationship. Like I read an interview with them talk with um, Meriwether, Elizabeth Meriwether um, saying that none of us in the writer's room had really had a grown up relationship yet at this time. So we didn't know how to write it. So we decided to end it. And I'm like, that's lazy. It's lazy. I don't care if people like Nick and Jess together or anything like that. That's lazy writing. And I think I've talked ad nauseum about how frustrated I get with will they won't they pairings and couples because it treats relationships like they're the end and they're not it's not a beginning of something else and that once a couple is together then there's no longer any interest or anything worth exploring or growing together and it felt a lot like that for me with Nick in that they were like well we just don't know how to make him not be a loser So we're just going to let him continue on to be a loser. The man passed the bar without finishing law school. I feel like that was something that was so important for all of us to know. And they totally just let it go by the wayside. That's not an easy thing to do. He's not an idiot, but they constantly treat him like a moron. Is he, does he have Peter Pan complex? Does he have his issues? Of course. And some of my favorite Nick episodes are about like 
his dad and his relationship with his father when his dad dies and he goes to his funeral. That's one of my favorite episodes because you can see that he was responsible his whole life growing up. So it makes you understand why he reverts to this childish bullshit that he reverts to when he's finally on his own and he has other people like Schmidt and Winston and, and Jess there to take some of that load off of him. And he just goes too far in the opposite direction. That all being said, I love Nick. I love all of them. Schmidt. I don't know if I could ever live with Schmidt. I love him I either. so much. I, love him. I would lose my mind. One of us would kill each other, and I'm not sure who it would be. I feel like he would kill me for not using a coaster, and I would kill him for almost anything. Like, I, 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 I don't know how I would survive living with any of these men, if I'm being perfectly honest. And one of my favorite things about this show, it feels like we're seeing so much from Jess's perspective, and the more she knows these people the weirder they all get. Because they all start out kind of goofy, but like normal goofy. And then you have them crawling through air ducts with a Bucky Badger. And <laughs> Nick spending how long? Thousands of dollars on pranking Schmidt, making Schmidt think he's getting, Schmidt thinks he's getting older and shorter. And Schmidt measuring himself as a 30-year-old man. <laughs> He's still growing. It's it's just I love this. These guys are the reason I watched the show. If I'm being perfectly honest, I like mm -hmm. Zoe Deschanel. I like Jess. I love CCCCs in there too. But these men and their friendship and their relationship and how they all adjust to having a woman invade their their sanctum, I guess for for lack of a better word, is so funny and interesting. And their relationships, I. This show is what I reference and think about when they're like, when people talk about how we don't see enough male friendships on TV without them being toxic and without like, and complaining about people shipping male friends and be like, why can't we just have friends be friends? These four men, but I'm mostly going to reference the three because coach is mm -hmm. just kind of in and out. Yeah. They have an amazing friendship. They have this beautiful, weird, antagonistic but loyal friendship between them. And they've all known each other. Schmidt throws a tin anniversary party for living with Nick. And Nick thinks it's the weirdest effing thing in the world. But you know what? He's there. And he's there to support his friend. Winston and Nick knowing each other through their entire childhood and all their weird, their weird little in-jokes. Like, whether or not Winston was masturbating. <laughs> And Nick went to go visit him in college. Like, it's all, it's all there. There's so much history. There's so much love and they feel so real. And I, and I just love them all. Winston, uh, Bex Winston is. I, yeah, is I was going to say, I love Winston. I love Winston. I, I adore Winston him. So damn much. <laughs> he started out so normal and he just got weirder and weirder. And then he's sitting there having the most over the top memorial for a cat I have ever I love that episode. I love it so much too. And everyone takes it so seriously because they love Winston so much. When Cece is like, I don't know what I'll ever do if I lost you to Schmidt. As if this cat is the equivalent to her <laughs> husband. It's the most, I, I just, I, yeah, these, these men are the reason why I watch this show because they're all so well-rounded, 
Um, yes, Winston's gradual descent into what the fuck are fuckery. It's amazing. His pranks. Oh my god, when he puts a blueberry in Schmidt's cereal, and that's his prank. And then at the end, when he's like, you guys did the afternoon. <laughs> it's just, I can't stop talking about how much I love these men, because they're just they're fantastic and they do all grow. And I think that's what makes it so frustrating for me seeing them make Nick stall so much. Mm -hmm. Um, And that is one of the things that I did appreciate about Reagan's character as much as it irritated me because it felt like, and this is not Reagan slander. Don't worry, Susie. It felt like this woman was way too put together and too adult to be dealing with any of this nonsense like any of it and she just never felt as fully fleshed out or as invested in any of these men as as I was or I feel like as Jess was she was just kind of there and put up with it rather than really embracing them and their weirdness which we see with Cece, Jess, Allie they all kind of dive into this dumpster of weird together and Reagan kind of always circled around it. And that was, I feel like a big, my big issue. Also, I do love coach. I just, he just wasn't in it as much. Damon Wayne's Jr. is hilarious. I loved him in happy endings. He's so funny. I loved him in Winston's like rivalry (laughs) with each other. And I, I just, but yeah, I, I watched for for those three men mostly because they were just so mm. sweet and weird. Yes, <laughs> and <they> insane. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what kept me watching. Honestly, yeah. yeah. So Tiff, Winston, Winston's um, memorial for Ferguson. Uh, well, okay, his relationship with Ferguson first. Yes, okay. totally normal. It, completely normal. It. Totally normal to treat a cat in this manner. And um, he had cat bowls of all the people. That was the other hilarious thing. He had cat food bowls for all the people in the loft. Like, what? I just, I, mean, I wish I, we the, had the, that the, explained. The dedication to Ferguson. And I'm a cat person, okay? I have a cat. <laughs> but, but I don't treat my cat like Winston treated Ferguson. Daisy did not deserve that cat. <laughs> For real. I love he went, he went like, I'm going to kill this cat to get back at Daisy. And then he's like, no, this cat is my entire life. Yeah. He's like, this cat and I are soulmates, okay? I mean, I believe Winston and Ferguson were more soulmates than Winston and Allie. Let's keep it real. Okay. Well, I love that Allie was fully invested in Ferguson too. Like she was, yes. she was just like, yeah, this is very weird, but I'm freaking here. But for I'm it. here for it. Yeah. I'm totally here for it. His the memorial service of Ferguson reminded me of the memorial for Lil Sebastian on Parks and Rec. That <laughs> it was on that level <laughs> of just of just pure silliness. And I love it because they leaned into it. And Meg is completely right. You know. Winston started like right here, and then it was just like weird, 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 weird. <laughs> you know, to the moon, weird. He just, he just got this evolution of, I'm just going to embrace who I am, and who I am is this completely off his rocker, 
dude. And the fact that you <laughs> you counter that with licks, with licks, with Nick's <laughs> laziness, but like, I know I said lick, uh, but um, <laughs> Nick's laziness and then Schmidt's totally type A personality. I, Schmidt, I, yeah, I could not live with somebody like Schmidt. Your, your partner would be spotless. It would be, it would be, you know, like deep cleaned every other day, which is fantastic because Lord knows I hate deep cleaning, but Schmidt's, he is so anal about everything. <laughs> He's just so, it just has to be just so, just right. <laughs> like, like him driving his car. You know, like, I mean, they can't do this in the car. They can't do that in the car. <laughs> like Ruth's binder for her yeah. daily routine. Yeah. Yes. No, I exactly. think you mean, it's not his car. It's the Mambulance. Oh, the Mambulance. Excuse oh me. The Mambulance. They actually, yeah. this show was coming around the same time where so many shows were trying to get their sponsorship within the show instead of in commercials. And they actually did a pretty good job with Ford in there. It wasn't like with Bones yeah. and Toyota where they're like, oh, wow, I was steering out of my lane and the Toyota Tacoma told me to go back in. Yeah, no, Whereas, it was much more subtle. It was like, yeah. okay, frame of the four of Schmidt's four Ford Flex and then you know out of the Well frame. and their and their mentions of it were so in character yeah yeah for them. Exactly. I do totally agree with you, Meg though, like about the the thing with Nick. So he's obviously extremely smart, right? He it's obvious, like you said, you don't pass the, the, the California State Bar without being like super duper intelligent. You don't. And they, but every time, and I understand writing is a process. Uh, it's hard to get going sometimes. You get writer's block and all that kind of stuff. But then he wouldn't write at all. It's like he was, you know, like he's totally avoiding it. It's like, dude, go to a writer's workshop. You know, take take <laughs> take a writing class. Get these creative juices flowing again. Don't just sit there and not do anything. And for I don't know, for Reagan to be the catalyst of that change felt a little disingenuous to me because he had these friends who were so supportive of him and who were there for him throughout everything. And then this, you know, this really hot chick comes in and it's like, oh yeah, I want to change for her. Right. Mm, yeah. Mm, really? And that's just, I mean, and I know that's a that's a trope that other shows use but it felt wrong for this show. It didn't feel right for the track that New Girl had overall. Um, I, you know, with Reagan, I was like, oh, whatever. You don't <laughs> like her either. Don't Susie's sit around and... Name I'm sit trying to get Susie to not change her name and back. Feed around the bushes. <laughs> How dare you leave me out in the cold? I'm not leaving you out in the cold. Oh, I didn't like this. Okay, I didn't, gone, like, so. <laughs> I didn't like the character of Reagan, okay? I said it. I didn't like the character. I thought they could have done something different with... Look at Susie. Oh, my God. <laughs> I feel like she I feel like she has a knife in the corner. No, she's in the middle. Like she's knitting one for you right now. Thank you. She's, she's getting her Jason mask ready. To, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, the machete. That's amazing. Yeah, suddenly she's gonna be a Susie. 
in a second. <laughs> yeah. And then, you know, Carla in the, the comments did mention, um, did mention coach. And yes, Damon Wayne yeah. Jr. is unbelievably talented. That whole Un- family is. That whole family is number one, just like crazy talented. And him, I loved coach. I really loved coach. And I was mm-hmm. so sad when the character was kind of like written out, but then you saw Damon Wayans Jr. on Happy Endings, and it was just amassing, amassing. <laughs> <laughs> so I couldn't be too mad, you know, about him, about him getting, you know, that role on Happy Endings, but I did miss him on New Girl. But the whole, I mean, like you said, the friendships uh, that the guys had were just as, to me, they were just as dear and as as fun and charming as Jess and Cece's. Um, I like I like the fact that they are so wildly different, but it works. It works even though they are so different because you know groups of people, groups of friends, a lot of times kind of have that same personality. They kind of have that same kind of vibe for themselves. But these guys are just. I mean, they are. Totally, <laughs> totally different from each other. So, yeah, that's it. <laughs> and really quickly before I go to you, Zuzi, before you change your name, <laughs> I'm surprised you haven't changed it yet. And I'll, I'll just go to Carla's comment really quickly uh, about Schmidt because we did talk about Coach. But yeah, Schmidt is adorably extra about cleaning and about his kitchen setup, and I would absolutely live with him in a heartbeat. I don't need control over those things, and he's so hot when he's vexed. <laughs> he is. I I agree with all of that, but I also, I Carla, I know you. The stress eventually of not putting the juicer in the correct slot in the cabinet one time, it would be too much. <laughs> okay, but Carl and I are playing bed with behead with these characters yeah. at some point, so I don't want to get too. No, <laughs> Carla has a Carla has a type, and Schmidt is her type. He yeah. really is. Yeah. 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 If, and if and if you behead Schmidt on this episode, you're going to be doing. I will never talk to either of you ever again. <laughs> this is this might honestly, that. new girl. These Winston Schmidt and Nick, when we do it, might be. Uh, this might be the hardest Bedwood behead we have ever done in any way because we both love all of these characters. I, yeah, yeah. So, Zuzi, your thoughts on the guys? I love this group of, of just, oh, just, I, I don't think any other word can do just like feral, chaotic men. It's, it's, they're a freaking delight. Like, I almost don't know where to start up. Oh, oh, I do. I do. Okay. So I feel like Nick, out of all the, the out of almost everyone on the show, has like, not Nick, Schmidt. Never mind. Yeah, sorry. I'm like, I'm, I'm so like, I just want to talk about all of them. Yeah, Nick and Schmidt. Um, no, but anyway, Schmidt has like easily most of the most quotable lines in the show, I feel. And that might be also a consensus that is reached. Um, One of... Nothing brings me more joy than reciting the whole speech that he gives about a white man broke in today. A white man? No! Like, I, like whenever I have a chance to do it, because I have it memorized, I, it just it brings me so much joy because, oh, gosh darn, it's just... And even, like, anyone who's, I think, even heard this podcast before, 
will know that like one of my favorite things to quote from him is just the word youths because that is a mood youths these street youths are you are you, are you the criminals from the statistics <laughs> oh, yeah. oh i love all types of chutney uh, mango chutney <laughs> The towel, the whole towel situation. Oh yeah, like, I I love that scene when like he when he's like, everyone bathroom now, and like even Jess walks in and goes, "What's up, Dad?" <laughs> like he is like yeah. the dad of the group, and he is also very much a male wife, which like I I love, and something that I really like about his relationship with Cece, even like later on, is especially when they're working towards and even after being married is that he's always so supportive of her like even when he has his own insecurities he's he doesn't really like let it affect like her business all too much he's just like yeah like you have cc's boys but i'm the original cc's boy and he's like my wife she's so beautiful even when she's pregnant and we see the videos of how much of a mess he is he's like my beautiful wife giver of life mother of my children <laughs> just to help almost like xenophobic she becomes they were so both so insufferable i loved it jesus no but is yeah i feel like you see it like even when you're first introduced to them like especially in the pilot episode you think that that schmidt is going to be the most like put together one and i feel like out of all of them he's just is also one of the most chaotic (laughs) just he goes off the rails so many times and it's great but he also really cares about his friends like his whole like the whole debacle he has with nick one episode about the cookie and like he gets him a cookie he's like hey nick got you a cookie it's like oh yeah just had an extra one he's like no i was thinking of you and just thought you might want a cookie and that whole thing it's great i freaking love winston is such a gosh darn joy like everyone like he also has a lot oh gosh dang he also has a lot of quotable lines like or just like really memorable moments um when he when even i think he's like i'm gonna do a puzzle because i don't know what else to do with my life so right now i'm gonna i'm gonna work on this puzzle and he goes like winston's about to do some puzzling (laughs) and he gets all into it he was colorblind and then the whole the whole colorblind thing when (laughs) schmidt tells him wait if you think that's that's green what color do you think you are and even when he puts on like the the testing like colorblind glasses with with Allie, and he's like no and he freaks out about all the colors and all his shirts that he has and she's like and she's there to support him like, I also really love his relationship with Allie, how she just also, like, you also, when you are introduced to her, you think she's very, like, grounded and normal. And then as it goes on, she also is very, just, like, chaotic feral. <laughs> that also fits very well into this group. Even against her will, she's like, I just, like, in the episode when Nick tries to get her into his whole, like, relationship drama with Reagan she's like i just wanted to take a nap and not be involved but i guess i'm invested now that's just my life (laughs) even though i have a shift in a few hours or when they get into her whole like storage like the japanese winnings (laughs) 
the Japanese trivia winnings. That's amazing. And they and they forget to go into work and they're police officers. Coach, like even we though we don't get them for a lot, like like it said before, just like it, <laughs> the Wayne family is so gosh darn talented and has like great some of the like the best comedic like chops, and they're just <laughs> he's so enjoyable, and he's also like he puts up this like very like tough exterior like when he first kind of comes back and he's like let's go to a strip club and and mess things up because I just got out of a relationship and even then. He becomes wonderful when he's like, she loved me and, and I really liked her. And how, like, afraid he is to be, like, vulnerable with May. And even then, like, like you can see that he really does like her, even for all his posturing. He's like, okay, I'm trying to draft this email message and make sure it's a good one. And, and then they end up sending all of them. And he's like, like yeah! <laughs> yeah, all of them, All the different iterations that we've heard so far. And you're like, oh, buddy. And even also, like, his relationship with May is also very sweet. And she tells him, like, okay, we can keep dating if you can guess what song this is. And she plays the song from the Super Bowl NFL sports. It's Monday, Monday Night, Night Football. Football. Yep, Monday Night that's, Football. see, yeah. sports people know. I'm I not a sports yeah. person. <laughs> <laughs> people so- Winston's people who have seen more balls flying around than I have. <laughs> Winston's patience when Schmidt was trying to help him connect to his culture. Oh my god. <laughs> oh, it's great. Oh, and I love how like at Ferguson's memorial <laughs> Winston decided he was Jewish. <laughs> and he had Schmidt get the whole eulogy and everything. Because it's tradition to do like the the official like memorial at, like a year after the person has passed, <laughs> and how he's just he's so ready to just adopt a random cat that he's heard crying in the bar, <laughs> and how again like this friendship that everyone is so willing to like pitch in and help him get this cat, and it's it's so great. And um, I'll say as much as he is frustrating. Nick is one of my most favorite characters. <laughs> like, okay, this is, you know, how, y'all know how, like, before, um, Erin has said that she has, like, a whole, a whole archive of just, like, Finn with rock videos. <laughs> I have a Excuse Finn me, archive. Nobody's supposed to know this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no! Secrets, so you can wait, edit Aaron, this out. Erin, you like Finn Whitrock? <laughs> no, no, the archive of the videos. <laughs> That's a thing between our group, Susie. I'm just kidding. Oh, I'm so totally sorry. Kidding. Oh my I'm god. I'm totally kidding, Susie. I'm totally kidding. I'm totally well, kidding. I'm gonna expose myself. I have an archive of just like Nick Miller videos. Um because <laughs> I I really like this disaster brunette. <laughs> this scruffy mess of a man. I like him. I, I just I don't know. I, I like I find him hot. He is one of like the few men. That I could ever find myself to be prevailed upon to marry, it's 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 weird, but you know I'm gonna admit it. And also, of like I have this pin collection of different fandoms that I like, and <laughs> the two like pins that I have from New Girl are just like they're both Nick inspired. One is a cookie that says, "Give me cookie, got you cookie." I'll share pictures of of them too when the episode comes out. 
Um, and also the other one is just a, a picture of, of the Pepperwood Chronicle. Because <laughs> I, I, I love this man. He's, like, he's a mess, but he's a hot mess. I he's, won't lie. He's, I love yeah. him. Yeah. yeah it's it's very much like that like that being what it goes like i don't know about you but this man got 50 times hotter when his life fell apart yep <laughs> i love you susie <laughs> so much i mean when he gets it together he's also like very like hot like that whole episode where where jess is realizing she's attracted to him because he's being an adult and doing adult things like washing his clothes and getting stuff together for the bar and he's like pulling that chain and even Jess and the old lady are like ooh even I was like dang sir this is the a initial, family show the initial Nick and Jess build up was really hot I won't lie that, I yeah that first it kiss was, oh, oh. oh. still, still one the, of the best in that women's ever. trench coat oof yeah like, yeah. like he's standing when he's doing that show off and he's like it, I look, it trims my figure and I'm like yes it does sir <laughs> you look great you, oh god oh, he's it, has yeah, no, have, it has room for his hips it has room for his hips I have nothing else to say but just I have a lot of thirst for this man and you know I'm proud of it <laughs> be proud of it <laughs> Yes, I like I said, this is why I kept watching the show. I think these men are, I love all of them, all of them. There's not a single one of these four that I don't like. Um, of course, my favorite is Schmidt, but I, I love them all. <laughs> I know, shocker. <laughs> and if you didn't know, if you were following our social media leading up to this, then you would really know that Schmidt is my favorite. Uh, but what I really, really appreciate about these men, and it's already sort of been stated, but a, a lot, you know, a lot of times when you have male friendships like this, where they're very close and there's scenes where they're very intimate with each other. I mean, where they hug each other and they, you know, they show affection, physical affection for each other. A lot of times it goes to the gay panic, you know, like friends did and like how I met your mother and all those where they go to that gay panic instantly. And this one doesn't do that. There are some jokes, but it's never like. I mean, especially, you know, you look at Nick and Schmidt's relationship and they are so flipping close. And even though there are times where you can see Nick is kind of like, I don't I don't know what to, to do with you. like the fact that, you know, he was saying we're going to be friends for life after only knowing each other for like a week. And when they first move into the apartment and you see this scene where he's describing his how he's going to be his soulmate and his soulmate's going to be wearing exactly what Nick is wearing. And you see this little like. Okay, really? This is weird. But Nick doesn't go, oh gosh, stay away from me. You know, panic, panic, panic. It's never like that. And I really, really appreciated that because there's so much of that and it's so annoying and stupid and ridiculous because men can have these close relationships. It doesn't, it doesn't, you know, it's not bad. It's a good, healthy thing. And these men are not toxic. Yes, they have traits that would drive you nuts but they don't have that toxicity. And the fact that they're living with a girl, and even though, you know, there might be a couple of moments where they're a little icky in the beginning, they're not really though. It's like pretty instant that they're like, we're your friend. We're going to protect you. We're equals to you. We're not going to like be like, Ooh, she's in the shower and she's naked and that kind of stuff. And I think if this had been written by a man, <laughs> I think that would have been like, to the nth degree. And I'm so grateful that didn't happen. I probably would not have liked this show if that had happened. 
Uh, and, you know, Schmidt, I'll just, for for time, I'll just talk mainly focus on Schmidt here. But I love the other men. And I, with Winston, I just want to say really quickly, I think with Winston, I don't think the writers knew what to do with him at first. And then I think once they made him zanier and kookier and they, and they gave him Ferguson and all this stuff, it was like he became this fully, like, realized character. And I loved watching him like that. He was so amazing. And the, the cat funeral was great. And then when he finds the little, when they find the little kitten, that was the most adorable thing. I actually was like, Oh, I actually wanted to cry. It was so cute. And he's just, he's, he's just, what I love about Winston is he's like, he doesn't go for the typical sexiness if that makes sense i don't know how to explain it other than like he like likes such weird different things and there's some at times where he's not attracted to always the people you would normally think he'd be attracted to or something like not always the hottest girl he goes sometimes for the more zanier out there girl and i appreciated that too so i just i really i love how winston grew a lot i really appreciated that a lot a lot a lot and I love his relationship with Allie too. I think that that's, I, I honestly think that's my favorite couple on here, even though I love Cece and Schmidt and I love Nick and Jess. I think in a way that's my favorite couple because I don't know, they just, they fit so seamlessly together and they don't judge each other for anything. And while I think that's true of these, most of these relationships overall anyway, but I just really appreciated that. Um, Schmidt, what I love about Schmidt is, well, I could do, a four-hour podcast to tell you what I love about Schmidt, but I will not do that. But I really appreciate when you first see Schmidt, it, what you think this character is going to be is a typical ladies' man who's just going to sleep around constantly or and he's going to have trouble settling down. And he's not that at all. Yes, he has some moments like that, but that's not who Schmidt is. Schmidt at his core, at his heart, he's just someone that loves and wants to be loved. And he's just searching for love and for a family. And a lot of that's his because of his backstory. And I don't like the fat suit. I don't like that. That's very reminiscent of Fat Monica from Friends. And I hate that. That's the one thing I do not like about this show, I will say. But I think a lot of where Schmidt's even OCD comes from is from that. And from being picked on constantly and from his father, Peter Gallagher, with the amazing eyebrows. I'm calling out the eyebrows. <laughs> and trivia, fun fact, in the OC, I guess, the show, the OC, I never watched it. But I guess Max Greenfield played the younger version of Peter Gallagher's character on that. Yeah, I just thought that was funny little trivia. Uh, so I think a lot of what his OCD does and a lot of his wanting to be so close and cherishing his friendship with Nick and celebrating the anniversary, their anniversaries and all of that stuff, I think it comes from that, that he was so like left behind and felt ostracized and not loved. And, and, you know, when he goes back to his hometown because he thinks they're going to be honoring him at his high school and they're really just wanting to get money from him. I think Max Greenfield is so incredible in this role. He's so, so good in this role. And he it just absolute perfection I would love to see this character in something else too and see more of him. I just, yeah. So, and Carla says, I really wish Schmidt and Nick's relationship on Sis 
at men everywhere. Oh, I really, sorry, I didn't read that right. Sorry. I really wish Schmidt and Nick's relationship on cis het men everywhere. The lack of self-consciousness that Schmidt especially displays is so beautiful. Exactly. Yeah. There's never that freak out of, oh, we're being too intimate with each other. It's so appreciated. And I just love that so much about their relationship and about this show, because I was so worried it wasn't going to be like that a couple of times. And the fact that it is like men can have an intimate relationship like this and it be okay and it be healthy and they complement each other so much. And the fact that Nick even kept all of that foot lotion all those years because he of the lie growing, but also I think it was because he didn't want to hurt Schmidt's feelings. And then when he finally puts it on, although I think that plays into the dumb stereotype, he's like, they should create lotion for hands and for this. And I'm like, dude, you would know what lotion is. Even though you are a man <laughs> child, you would know. What Especially you've lived with Schmidt all these years. You would even know what lotion was. So, well, and I yeah. think I think Nick's like insecurity about his relationship with Schmidt is Schmidt is in so in character, and it's not like a gay panic thing. No. It's not, it's not like weirded out by Schmidt loving him. Except I love when he's like, Schmidt loves me so much and it's so much about nick's own insecurities it's so much about how nick grew up and all of these characters have like except for jess honestly all these male characters have a really kind of heartbreaking backstory if you think about it with their fathers and with their their growing up but nick's freak out like (laughs) nick kisses schmidt as a favor to pretend that he is gay for jess which is a whole other weird thing but both of them are just like well whatever and and it's not a thing. No, they don't have to have like this big conversation about it or anything like that. And Schmidt's barely phased by it, honestly. He's <laughs> just like, yeah, this is it, this it, is life. And, and him saying, like, I feel like you needed that more than I needed that. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Was so, like that could have easily been so so offensive and horrifying, but they they handled it really well. But I just I love that Nick's freakouts about Schmidt loving him is more about Nick's own insecurity and feeling like he doesn't deserve that love and not about just said yeah (laughs) yes and not about schmidt's loving nick and how exuberant schmidt is about it yeah 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 i mean they like briefly touch on it in that in the cookie episode where yeah Oh God. We're even, we're even like when Winston tells him like, do you not care about me? Do you, do you not want me to have a good night? And even like, Nick is like, I don't feel deserving of this love. I don't get why people care about me. Yeah. And it's never like a no homo. It's never anything like that. It's just this character because Winston and Schmidt have none of these problems. Winston and Schmidt would like spoon each other all day long and snuggle up and watch Netflix all the time. Nonstop. This is just a Nick issue that that he has with his own self-esteem and his own feelings of self-worth self-worth and i think they did such a good job of conveying that and i think jake johnson did a really good job the cookie scene honestly makes me kind of want to cry when he's just like you give me cookie i get you cookie because he doesn't understand he doesn't he was never shown that he was never shown that kind of unconditional love really from a man ever and Mm -hmm. it's just yeah it breaks my heart 
Yeah, I just so I just will always just appreciate that this show never went to the gay panic route because and especially that that kiss scene so could have gone that way in any other show. It would have gone that way. And instead, it was just like, oh, this is what you really need to do right now. I'm fine with that. That doesn't I mean, you know, it. and I just so love that and everything about it. I mean, they could be you know, in, in the same bathroom together, one taking a shower and this one, and that never, ever phases them. So I just always will love that. I don't okay, know. Schmidt was gonna... pretty mad not to yeah. see Nick's penis. Yeah. I know. I, I, know. I, I love that, like, short storyline <laughs> where he's like, let, let me just see stem, the roses. <laughs> the root. <laughs> yeah. and, and, like, it's not that Nick is, like, having this, like, no homo thing. It's just, like, dude, that's a really weird thing to ask even your friend. Like, why do you want and even when Nick like runs naked into the ocean, Winston just tells Smith, "Hey, your friend's showing his his penis to the ocean and not to you." And he's like, "Wait, Nick, I'm back!" And he just runs after him. Can we, uh, Aaron? Can we just shout out to to Nick's um <laughs> his therapist? Tran. The true romance of the, the show. True oh yes, of the show. Yes. Nick plus Tran forever. <laughs> yes, I agree. Forever. The, just the rocking. In the pool, just the rock. And then he yeah. tries to do it to everybody else. <laughs> I know, <laughs> but it's—I mean—it's really beautiful because he felt comfortable enough to share things that he wouldn't share with like anybody else with Tran. And Tran is just like, just lay it on me, just and we're just gonna rock. We're just gonna rock. I'm gonna smile. and rest in peace to Ralph on because like that character could have been such a trope and it never felt that way it just felt really sweet and really honest um also the way like uh Nick you know Jake Johnson played off of that as well like it was a real vulnerability shown by Nick at that time it's like he really felt like he could open up to Tran, I, I I love those scenes with him and Tran. I really do. They are just they're adorable. They really are. They're so adorable. No, I I agree. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Welcome to the Snapple Market Auditory Experience. Close your eyes. Imagine you're walking into your neighborhood store. You make your way to the back and reach for your favorite Snapple flavor. You can't wait. You take a sip. Whoa, that's a lot of flavor. Mm. What flavor are you holding? Now open your eyes and check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavorful Snapple near you. So I wanted to single out because I knew everyone would want to talk about Prince. (laughs) Because I don't say I cannot mention, well, I guess Meg doesn't. So we'll just, so Meg doesn't have to. but, But the Prince episode, having Prince on here is amazing. And then how it ends with, CC and friends playing <laughs> playing ping pong was just oh my god that was amazing anyway I man I miss Prince so much and loved watching Prince on here and Prince was a huge fan of this show and so I just love that too I, I don't know and go watch there's this TikTok uh but it's probably just this video you can watch somewhere with with Max Greenfield talking about being on stage with Prince when they were filming that scene and how he kind of forgot that he was supposed to be being Schmidt and he just started being Max Greenfield and dancing and then Prince kind of looks over at him and kind of goes yeah mm-hmm. yeah and they both kind of have this moment and it's it's really sweet you have to go find that and then I guess he said but I looked back and I went we looked I looked awful I looked so ridiculous dancing as myself <laughs> so 
Uh, so I want to know your real thoughts. I know Meg doesn't care as much about the Prince one, obviously. But other than Prince, this show had a lot of famous guest stars on it. So I just want to know if you liked the Prince appearance. And then one other favorite guest, the guest appearance, Meg. I did like it. I, I'm not like, ah, I, I wasn't like losing my mind over it when it happened or anything like that. It's like, oh, that's pretty cool. Okay. Like, I like Prince, but I, I, you guys all know, I'm not a big music person. Like, if I'm being totally honest, I haven't been to a concert since before my 13-year-old was born, I think. And I'm just like, eh. It's just not, not something I really care all that much about. Um, but I'm going to combine for two because I really love Jamie Lee Curtis and Rob Reiner as Jess's parents. I just, I love their dynamic with each other. I love that Thanksgiving episode where we first meet them. I think they're just both so perfectly suited and it makes so much sense how Jessica Day could come from these two people. And I just, I just loved it. I I, I just thought it was so sweet and so funny. And I love Jamie Lee Curtis being like this really trippy stoner mom. I love that she's like, on your wedding day, Jess, it totally makes sense for you to get high why <laughs> like Jess smokes weed once every 10 years <laughs> and her mom was like you know what you tripped and 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 busted your eyeball open a little bit let's get you high because that makes total sense and it did does to Jay, to jamie lee Curtis, to joan <laughs> um i just i think they were just so fun together the parent trapping that jess kept trying to do with them was just hilarious to me because I don't know if Jess has ever seen the movie Parent Trap because she's so bad at it and doesn't understand the concept of the Parent Trap at all. She just sends her dad nude pictures of her mom. Um, and I really loved that, how her dad, how Bob was able to like not only push past his reservations about Nick because he very clearly has those reservations and they're justifiable. Um, especially when... CC is supposed to be marrying Chevron, 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 Chevron. And he's like, you're not your dad, Nick, you're me. And he recognizes his own failings and his own faults. Was it fair to him for him to put all that on Nick? No, but he's a dad. Dads are not always reasonable, but not only does he come to not necessarily like Nick, but respect him and accept him and understand that this is a man who, loves my daughter and will love her and be good for her and what she needs and then encourages him to propose for one and like puts the pressure on it that Nick really needs Nick needs that pressure sometimes but to really kind of get in get Jess to admit that hiding out in Portland playing misery basically with her dad <laughs> isn't the answer to her problems and she also really needs to grow up and and man up and tell the man she loves how she feels and let those chips fall where they may and i think it was san diego was the episode in the sixth season where he really helps just move and and grow a little bit and i just i i love them both so much i think they're just so fun i think they have great chemistry together i think they all have great chemistry with the main cast they fit in with it really seamlessly sometimes you have guest stars that really don't mesh and i won't say who i'm thinking of when i say that but sometimes you do 
here comes the machete. I said I wouldn't say it. <laughs> but I just, I think they did such a good job. I just, I, lo I love that so much. It, anyway, there we go. I just, I, I think they're just adorable and wonderful. And there are, t there are so many amazing guest stars, yes. but those are probably my two favorite. Tiff. Okay, so a Prince episode is my favorite episode. I've made no bones about it. It is definitely my favorite. Oh no! <laughs> oh no! Wow! Oh my god! That was horrible! <laughs> the machete was in men for Tiff! Wow, you aimed wrong! Oh, that was horrible! Zuzi! The point that it happened too. Aww. <laughs> <laughs> well, hopefully, well, while we wait for Tiff to return, hopefully she'll be returning. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Tiff, come back. <laughs> so, Susie, while we wait for Tiff, go ahead and, and your your thoughts on Prince and your favorite, your other favorite one. Yeah, I really liked the Prince episode. I thought it was a lot of fun. Um, one of my favorite, also kind of like behind the scenes sort of thing about. Um, that episode was that apparently when Prince showed up on set, he wouldn't call it Jake Johnson anything else but Nick. And so, like, even he, Jake Johnson has said his, has his first meeting with Prince was, like, a, a PA or something came up to him and was like, uh, Prince wants to see you now. And he came down with his entourage and was like, I would like to meet Nick now. <laughs> and he just came over to him and introduced himself and such. It's great. I think it's a lot of fun. I love his first introduction when he when he starts talking to them and he's like, oh, I'm so sorry. I didn't give you a moment to freak out. Um, you may do so now. <laughs> and it's like they're both just start screaming. <laughs> he's like, you're friends. And he's like, mm -hmm. yes, I am. Let's go get pancakes. And he helps Jess like, <laughs> like get confidence enough and, and like find that kind of sort of security and kind of in a strength to like tell Nick that she loves him back and I think that's really sweet because it's also something that Prince was really into he was a he was a nest shipper and good on you friend yes <laughs> my other favorite guest appearance I was, I was well we've all said the love for Jamie Lee Curtis like I love that woman so so much it's always a treat to have her on my screen you go girl I love you so much you're um, but to, in defense of Reagan, I knew this was gonna. He, she was my favorite of like I feel out of all of Nick's relationships. And something that I'll mention that I feel was a very much a missed opportunity. And what I would have loved to see was to have her to have Jess be in a polycule with Reagan and Nick. I feel like that would have been like really nice, and there were like so, we were teased of it. Like, Nick would not know what to do with that. Are you fucking? Are you kidding? Nick would be hey, done. It was he basically already like the 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 beginnings of a polycule, almost until Jess was like, "I can't do this. I can't be both their girlfriends. This is insane. Like, I can't do it." And I was like, "Oh come on, it would have been great just the three of you. Just be like, I'll admit, I've looked up um." thruple fanfics of those of those three because they just work really well together but either way like i i just i really liked reagan's character it's i know it's like an unpopular opinion in the fandom apparently <laughs> but i don't know i just liked her i i thought she was like a more grounded partner to nick but even then she still had her own like insecurities and immaturities like her whole little story where she couldn't break up with 
with one of her past kind of like hookups and was like, I can't, I can't do it. I don't like break up with people. I just, you know, I just move and never see them again. And how she has to kind of like go through that growth and learn how to do that because it is very much an adult thing that we all must face probably at some point. It's, it'd be what it be. And also, like, she also, like, even though as much kind of, like, how serious she is, she also fits very well into the group. Like, when Nick freaks out about, like, liking her and, like, he's not knowing what to do and everyone's like, okay, we have to find something wrong with her. And they make up this whole thing about, she's a spy, she's a smuggler or something. And when she even reveals to everyone, she's like, yeah, like, I looked through all your things when I came in here. I didn't question why why Schmidt had, like, a like a two-by-four with a nail in it. <laughs> Or what is it? Wait, Nick has a two by four with a nail in his room, and Schmidt's like, "What? Me and Cece want in on the treehouse thing when he finds out it's a treehouse that they're all building, apparently." And Cece's like, "No, I'm in on it. Winston's on it. You're the only one not in the loop." I I don't know. I just I just liked her character, and I didn't really miss Jess when she was gone, and I could have done without her. And I feel like mainly they got rid of her so that Nick could get back with Jess, which was like, oh. Well, it's, yeah, that's it's my, own, it's my own problems with it. Well, I mean, I feel yeah, like, they were the OTP. I mean, like, yeah, like but. <laughs> I know, but. Meh. Jess is, not, like, Ness is nice, but I'd really like Negan. <laughs> oh, He's yeah. got a nice that's bat me. with some nails for you. <laughs> Uh, Car- Carla agrees. Carla agrees. You've got someone on your side here. Yeah. Yes. Take that. I will now be the new co-host of Bedwetter Behead. No, just kidding. Carla also didn't like Reagan. I don't know what kind of nonsense she's talking about. You guys are all lying. Tiff and Carla are both trying to leave me a hanging. I finally admitted it when I called you out. If I have anything. No. Wow. No. Wow. Wow. Now that I feel, now that I've put myself out there and was vulnerable, I'm going to feel real attacked. Listen, I came out here to have a good time and I'm honestly feeling so attacked right now. Oh, you look, you definitely look like you're very upset. (laughs) I am. Listen, I'm upsetty spaghetti. I want to go to Carla's comments here on um, what tipped her over. And so to bring it back to Tiff, so the thing that tipped Carla over the fence and finally into finally watching New Girl was when Tiff told her Prince was on it. And Carla said, I guess I was tiffed off the fence. (laughs) I love her so much. So, so Tiff, you were starting to talk about how the one with Prince it is your is. favorite Please episode. Please don't kick me off again, computer. I don't know what's wrong with you, but don't kick me off. It is my favorite episode from him having the butterfly on his shoulder to him and Cece playing ping pong. You find out that he refused to have the Kartrashians on that episode. They were scheduled to be guests to make a cameo appearance. And he said, uh-uh. He put the kibosh on it and they were like, okay, whatever you want, Mr. Prince. <laughs> you can have it all. I mean, Nick's, <laughs> Nick's um, expression of <laughs> excitement to seeing Prince when he came out 
the scream, the scream, the scream, and the faint. Fantastic. I mean, absolutely fantastic. I mean, just... <sighs> it's the best thing ever. It is so funny. It is perfect. It is absolutely perfect. Prince's comedic timing is just chef's kiss. It, it, he complimented that so well. It didn't feel like one of those one-off episodes that just totally doesn't work within the context of the series. It just is a straight flow. It's beautiful. It is like pure comedy and it is my favorite, favorite episode. My second favorite guest star is actually Linda Cardellini as Jess's sister, Abby. I thought she was so funny. She was such a mess. I mean, she was all over the place. She, I mean, so irresponsible, so flighty. Just, I we think that Jess is like, obviously she's kooky and she's quirky and she's silly and everything. But Abby is just, she is a disaster. She is a literal walking disaster. And Cardellini plays her so, so well. I hadn't seen her in a role like that before. She is usually a lot more serious. And I know she played, obviously she played Velma and, you know, Scooby-Doo, the ones from the early OOs. But this is like, <laughs> she's so good. She's. So, I really wish they had extended her arc because I think she was only like in three episodes. So I, I really wish they had extended her arc a little bit because I think she really could have fit in well, like as, as a recurring character. She should have gotten like as many episodes as Reagan got, essentially, because I mean, hello, it's just a sister. You would feel like she would see her a little bit more than than what she did. So, um, yeah, she's definitely my prince is de prince is up here. You know, I mean, he's up here. He's in the stratosphere. Nobody can touch him. But I do think that Linda Cardellini did like just an A plus job. Yeah, great pick sure. there. Yeah, yeah, she was. Oh, she was really, really, really good in that role. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, the Prince episode, I love Prince so much. Go and listen to our Prince episode where we talked about him. It's one of our most popular episodes from this, from this year. Uh, he was just amazing. And I will always kick myself that, you know, I, I was lucky enough to see him in concert and afterwards they were handing out things of like, go to this club, go to this club. And it was a work night. And I'm like, I don't want to go. And Prince was there. Prince had showed up there. And I will always, always regret this. One of my biggest regrets in my life is not going there. Because if I could have met Prince, that would have been, oh my gosh, amazing. Because Prince was just a genius. And what I loved about watching him in this is... How it, how even though everybody was just like in awe of meeting him, they made him so real and down to earth. And the ping pong stuff was just so amazing. And the whole thing with with Jess when he's picking out outfits for her to wear and she's trying different ones on is, oh, I love that scene. I love that scene so, so much. And it's playful and they have this connection right away and the pancake, eating the pancake and and. Oh man, it's it's so great. And just the bench when he's sitting down in between Nick and Jess. And it's and it, I just oh it's so I love it so much. And Schmidt climbing over the wall to get into the 
party is great too. And yeah, it's, it's a perfect, perfect episode. One of my absolute favorites as well. Uh, and yeah, Prince is just way up there. I mean, the honestly, I was like, wow, I cannot believe they got Prince on this show. But of course, Prince loved the <laughs> new girl. So it makes sense that he'd be like, oh, yeah, I'll be on here. And I love it even more that, you know, that he didn't want the Kardashians on there. I didn't know that. So that's pretty cool. I like that a lot. But yes, it's uh, oh, and Prince performing and singing. I just uh adore that man so so much and he does the comedy so well he's so good he's so so good you know it's and it could have easily come off as just so gimmicky and it doesn't at all it feels so real and it fits with the show a lot you know i mean and i think they were able to do stuff like that also because they're in la so i think that made it a little bit easier to do that but yeah that was it just fit perfectly and even though it's already been mentioned, I'll just give, I'm just going to give a shout out to Jamie Lee Curtis, just in particular, because Jamie Lee Curtis plays my absolute favorite final girl, Laurie Strode. So she will always be, always have a place in my heart. Uh, and she's so good at comedy too. And she's so fun and she's funny in real life too. And of course she's married to one of the funniest writers out there, Christopher Guest. Uh, so I just, I, I just adore her in this. And I think it's the perfect mom for Jess. And I really appreciate that Jess's parents weren't like too zany. Uh, I think other shows might've done that. Might've been like, we'll make them just as zany as Jess. And I so appreciate that they didn't do that. So, and you could totally tell that she would come from them. And I'm, and it made sense that her mom and dad weren't together anymore. That was kind of one of those where you kind of felt like they were together to have these kids. They got together. They had these kids, these amazing kids. And then that was it. And yes, I know the, the other daughter <laughs> isn't that responsible, but I'm still going to say amazing because I just loved the performance. <laughs> and I do agree. I wish we had gotten more of her. I just want to kind of wrap up this conversation with talking about the ending, um, the series finale in season seven. I also want to just give a shout out that, it's amazing. This show was on Fox and we've talked about how Fox cancels shows left and right. This show lasted for seven seasons. That is remarkable. That is just amazing. And it was a good show. That's amazing. So I just want to say that really quickly. So um, do you like the way the show ended, Meg? I actually did. I, I really thought it was fitting. I loved that of course they had to play one last round of true american in the loft and the packing edition i love i do think it's hilarious how fox and how the show tried to like make this game like a thing because when they first when they first introduced it everybody wanted to play it and everyone wanted to kind of understand the rules but it's so insane and ridiculous that all of these people would know all of these things about american history and politics to be able to play this weird game um, but once like the, the corporate kind of rules or whatever, I don't feel like ever really caught on, but I just, I thought it was so fitting and to men we, I feel like we have to mention true American because it's just such a bonding moment for all of them. And it's the last time they're in the loft together is playing true American. And I thought that transition of them standing on the box together and then seeing them years later with their kids, playing true American, like the kid friendly version and stuff like that. I just thought that was really, really sweet. It wasn't too much. It wasn't like there's a whole 
big crazy thing where you see where they are in their careers and everything because the important part is there their family that they found together is there and they're together and i loved seeing that i love seeing that nick and jess have kid have a kid i love i just i love that Allie and Winston's kids don't seem to grasp or care about the concept of the game at all. They don't, they're just having fun. They're living their best lives, I thought. And it was so, it felt very poignant and it felt so lovely to have that moment. I'm glad it didn't end on like the wedding between Nick and Jess. I like that it kind of moved forward from that. And then, of course, that was a brief moment of the episode to see that flash forward. And then they're back on their box in the lock and they're all packed up and you, you pull it down and there's Winston's prank. <laughs> like it was so sentimental and it was so like, Oh my God, my heart. When you see them all playing with their kids in that flash forward. And then it brings you right back to, to, to earth with Winston and his prank and his six month prank that he was so proud of and then he was like is that too big too small and just like it's just right but everyone's like no this is way too big you made us move out of our apartment for no reason whatsoever yeah i love that he tells them like i had my act i had two babies my actual baby and this one <laughs> <laughs> and he names it just dan bill <laughs> dan bill not daniel william Dan Bill. Like, no, Dan Bill. What? I, I made an executive decision. Dan you were passed out. No middle name. Just Dan Bill Bishop. Dan, Dan Bill Bishop. Bill. <laughs> that poor kid. That kid is going to persevere so much. Um, no, I did. I loved how the show ended. I think so many shows mess up their landing. Really screw the pooch on it. I looking at you how i met your mother the show that i adored and really really loved and can never ever watch again because you screwed up the finale so much i'm looking at you supernatural who forgot half your characters existed <laughs> and you're gonna tell your premise so many shows actually mess up their finale because they either try to do too much or they try to leave it so open-ended that they can come back whenever they want to um, and new girl really hit that sweet spot because we do see that flash forward we can see that these relationships, which is the most important part of the show, jobs, all that stuff, that does not matter. Their relationships are together. They're intact. They all love each other and they're still a family. Um, but had the had they decided they wanted to reboot the show, it's open enough that it could be done, but the ending felt so satisfying and felt so real to these characters. And I just, I thought it was a great ending. I got really mad at the show and quit watching it for about a year. <laughs> So when I came back and watched it and I got to see that ending, it just, it made me very, very happy. So yeah, I true American is about true American. True American is the game. I understand the least yet love the most. Exactly. I never understood it ever, ever. There was never, I want to play ever. it so I know, bad. I know it's one of those that I want to play, even though I have no, yeah. and there's so clue. many different <laughs> versions of it. Yeah. I know how to yell JFK FDR and the floor is lava. And that's it. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It's like, and then you play like beer pong. I don't know. And there's like a wedding edition. There's a, a kissing edition, a normal edition. The first, the first, the women, child the first edition. ladies. When when Jess is trying not to be Nick's cooler, and she's the worst cooler ever with Brooklyn Decker. Okay, I'm, yeah. I, no, it's I, I love this show so much. <laughs> 
So Tiff, were you satisfied with the ending? I definitely was. I definitely was. I think it was one of the rare shows that figured it out, especially comedies, that figured out how to put a bow on it, but and leave us satisfied. But like Meg said, if they wanted to, you know, do you know a ninety-minute movie or something like that in the future, you can have that. Um, the fact that, like you said, Meg, they don't give us. We don't need updates on on career. We don't need to know if Nick continued the Pepperwood Chronicle series. We don't need to know all that. We need to see that it's somewhere down the line and they're still a friend group and their friend group has expanded to include their families now, which is great. Winston and Allie have enough kids to fill a minivan and no, bigger than a minivan. They need like, you know, a 15 passenger van. Those kids just kept coming. They just kept coming. I was like, where are all these children coming from? That's this is my, crazy. That's my How long has it been? They have like six kids <laughs> running through two. It's and six none six. of them like, understand they lava. They were all burning alive. Yeah. They're all burning yes. alive. Zero, zero cents about the floor. They are with Zero kids. cents. It was like they kept coming. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> this is true. It was like they kept coming out of a clown car. It's amazing. Um, it's just, yeah, it was so satisfying. It's the, it is the probably, I can't, you know, I honestly, there, there are very few shows that I feel had as good a, as series ending as New Girl did. I mean, there are very, very few shows, you know, I mean, there's big names, big name shows out there that just, I mean, completely completely decimated their fan base, completely. I've talked about this before that I cannot watch Game of Thrones. I can't go back and watch it. It's just, it was ruined for me. Those last two seasons ruined it for me. And that series finale ruined it for me. I can't even enjoy it, you know, those first five seasons, which were spectacular. It's just, oh, that's a different story for a different time. Anyway, <laughs> um, no, I think it was perfect. I think the writers did a heck of a job and Winston's final prank. My gosh, my gosh. As Carla said, that he's either going too small like the blueberry this or he's going too big. <laughs> like, I mean, like, I mean, literally telling them they have to move when they didn't have to move. I just, Winston Bishop, my gosh. And naming your child yeah. Dan Bill. Dan Bill Bishop. Wow, Winston. Wow. I love Winston so much. He's amazing. I love them all. So, Susie, did you love the ending too? Yeah, I really, I really liked it because, well, initially I was very scared to watch the ending of the show because oftentimes the endings of most shows leave me with like a sense of like regret and like, why did I even start watching this if this is what awaits me at the end? And it kind of leads to me to me never wanting to watch the show again because I know what happened. <laughs> and I just it 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 just makes me sad and upset and just it I oftentimes have a very hard time going back to certain shows because of that, because I know the ending was so botched. <laughs> and it's just I feel like doing that to like even your fan base is very hurtful to just like give them a very 
kind of like lackluster ending. And one thing that I really appreciated about um, about they're really appreciated about New Girl is that even um, even some of the actors have said before that like season six ended the way it did with like Nick and Jess kissing was to kind of like give like a hopeful ending because they didn't know if they were going to be renewed by Fox again because it's the whole thing of like Fox maybe chose to cancel the show so they were like if that was the case we wanted to leave the fans with something good and so when Fox renewed it they were like okay we really want to give the fans a good ending and we want to make it feel nice and satisfactory and I feel like they did um you get the ending episode where everyone again like relives some memories and makes new ones and just yeah like that final scene it's it's so sweet it's so wholesome that turns I love that transition of like Nick jumping and falling and it transitions into him and Jess's kid and it's so adorable and you see everyone else's kids, <laughs> like, like Cece and and Schmidt's kids, like Ruth and their son, and then the gaggle of of school children that are <laughs> just <laughs> Winston and Ellie's kids. And if he named his first son Dan Bill, I know in the good <laughs> Bill Dan. What Bill if Dan. he named those other four unfortunate babies? <laughs> Like I have Very a feeling Asian. that that Allie was just like eagle-eyed after the after, with the rest of the kids, just like I'm not falling asleep because I that need to poor be there woman did not to make sleep a decision. For Thirty hours after her children she, were born, she was like, "Oh my god, I need to be ready just in case he decides to name them something weird again." <laughs> like I feel like that's very much what went on, but just just to have even like that kind of like hopeful like oh this is what is in the future for them just like them still being friends and and like their kids are friends too like you get that sense and it's just this great feeling of like togetherness and everything that they're even even though they have families they're still a family like even a bigger like found family and like I always said I'm a sucker for found families and I and I just I love that and even at the end, we're just like, no, it was just right because the prank was just right because it allowed, like, everyone had already moved out except her and Nick. And Winston pulling that prank really gave Nick and Jess kind of like the push to to venture out and start a new life for themselves as a married couple, as and to find like they're both on different journeys on on moving forward and growing, and them kind of like being evicted kind of help them even accomplish that even more and work towards other things and I I I think the prank was just right and it's like it's one of also like this show is my comfort show and also knowing that this show ends the way that it does is like also one of the big reasons why I love it so much because it's it's gonna sound cliche but it's kind of like Goldilocks's porridge (laughs) it's just right (laughs) And I love it for that. It's a good way to, yeah. I I think it's a great ending. Um, I think it's perfect, and I think it's perfect that the flash forward is so brief, and it's not like they spent like half the episode with that. Because, you know, I mean, that became a big thing after Six Feet Under because Six Feet Under did it did it really well, and we're going to be talking about that show later on this year. Meg will be on that one. Uh, and it's, and <laughs> and so a lot of shows try to imitate that 
And I like that they didn't do it like they didn't go all in on it. It was just a brief, like one minute, two minute scene. And it was very sweet. And it I watched it again today because uh, I'd finished New Girl earlier this week. And I watched it again today. And I even found myself like tearing up a little bit. I mean, it's so sweet. And then the fact that all of this is a prank from Winston with them having to move out was, <laughs> was so great. And how proud he was of this prank. And how, even though they're upset, it just, once again, went to how great this, these friendships are. Because they're like, oh, well, well, <laughs> we'll just Guess go we're moving. It. Guess we're moving. <laughs> yeah. I love how also you kind of like, when he reveals the prank, we also get flashbacks to other characters that we've seen throughout yes. the series. It's kind of like a yeah. good sort Helping of like final send off to them. And I think it's, it's also just a lot of fun and sweet. Like when, uh, what is it? Like Dr. Foster and the other teacher just like both sliding the paper. In Metatron. The it's a, you're right. It's a two person job. And Sadie being like, thanks for inviting me to your me wedding. To the wedding. I work at the same hospital. Hmm. I know. And Bond's yeah. being like, write the check, add more zeros. <laughs> Yeah, it was it was great. It was just it was a perfect ending. I don't I mean, I think there was anything better they could have done. And and it is hard to stick those landings. And there are so many that have disappointed the fans. But this show, I think, respects the fan base for the most part a lot. And I think that makes a huge difference. And the this show loves their characters. And you can tell the actors love their characters, too. And you can see that you can see when a show gets lazy and stops wanting to do it. And so I really appreciated that. And, and I really, really want to say, I'm so glad I loved this show because I was very hesitant about this one more than any of the other ones we've watched. And so far I haven't watched happy endings yet. Cause I have a feeling happy endings is actually going to become my favorite. I don't know why I just have that feeling. And so I haven't watched that one yet, but out of all the ones I've watched so far, this is my favorite. Uh, because I just, I love the character, <laughs> the characters so much. Tiff, see, I should always listen to Tiff and Tiff likes happy endings. She's going to be on happy endings. So then I, then I'm guaranteed I will probably love it. <laughs> I never steer you all wrong. I don't know why you don't listen to it's me. Anymore. And Tiff and I watch shows that nobody else will be watching. Like I get so many memories of Tiff and I talking about, it's either we're talking about Bates Motel or The Path. Those are the two that I get the most <laughs> And nobody else was watching those. Watching those shows, and I'll get all these moments. There was one more. No, Aaron. There was one more on Hulu that we watched too. Remember with um, Darn it. Why can't I forget where he plays? You know what I'm talking about, right? And he's the alcoholic. Oh yeah! Dang it! That's gonna drive me nuts. Darn it! Okay, it's gonna drive me nuts, but we'll figure it out. Drunk man. Yes. Drunk man on Hulu. The guy who plays House. What's Hugh Laurie. Name? Yes. Thank you. Yes. Hugh Laurie. He was drug man on Fox. We'll figure it out. But but I just Chance. Oh yes. It was called yes. Chance. Now it was that called was, Chance. Yes. Wow. And we were literally I know. the only two people. I know. So I show. should always trust. Whenever Tiff some <laughs> like something, I should trust that I will like it too. <laughs> so, I, mean, it's just, I like that here we are. But if Tiff and Meg both like it, oh, 50 50. <laughs> <laughs> I remember no, there has been a not... time where I'm like, Aaron, to a lot of people, I've been like, you should watch this show. And like, mm. and then Tiff will come on and be like, I really, really love this show too. And like, okay, I'll watch. And I'm like, well, <laughs> fuck me, I guess. 
that's because that's because they know that I told you first to watch not the show. Always, but the difference is I like to recommend shows to people, not necessarily because I think they'll like them, but because I really want to watch them react. That's that's the reason I recommend shows. That's the reason I love doing this is because I love being able to geek out about things that I love and characters that I love. And I did mm-hmm. really well on my Schmidt love. I want to just applaud myself on this. I was very good. I have no idea what Meg is talking about. Yeah, I, I mean, so I burned I understand so many that. with Carla. <laughs> but I understand that when you love something, you want to share that love and you want other people to appreciate it. And you understand that others won't. But yeah, yeah. And that's why I loved that, you know, when Jen, my podcast branch, who also loves this show, when she came into my life and the very first episode we did was was Bates Motel with Tiff as well. So it was just so nice to have other people to talk to about that because Tiff and I would, we'd be yelling into the void about how wonderful and great the show is and (laughs) nobody watching it. It was literally... Yelling into the ether, like literally tweeting into the ether. No likes, no retweets, no (laughs) unless it was one of us. Yes, (laughs) (laughs) I have so many memories that come up. Jeff, have you watched the latest Bates Motel? I need to talk to somebody. Yeah, see, some of my recs are less about like I really love this show and I want to share with somebody. It's more like I really. So I made Carla watch Downton Abbey for a while, and I told her I was like. Um, you're not going to like this show, but I really want to hear about why you hate it. <laughs> yeah, because I get that too. I get nervous when people watch shows I love. Like I was very nervous when Carla was watching Queer as Folk. <laughs> that was my most nerve-wracking watch ever <laughs> when she was watching that. Yeah. I, yeah. I was very nervous when, when you started watching this because the show is like very near and dear to me. And I was like, oh my God, I hope she likes it. I hope she likes it. I really love the show. Well, it, it's it feels like you're handing over like a piece of yourself yes, and recommending exactly. something that's so yeah. close to you. Like, and mm-hmm. and for a book sense, Outlander, and it's not even like a thing like Outlander is the best show, best book in the world, and and this is the book, not the show. But it's so important to me because of where I was in my life and what was going on with that when I read it that recommending it to someone feels like I'm handing a part of myself over to them. And if they don't like it, it feels like a rejection of me and who I am as a person. So I get exactly. so anxious, which is why sometimes when I wreck stuff, especially to Carla, cause she's my, my wife, I'm just like, you're going to hate this, but I really want to see how you hate this because her perspective is just amazing. Always. But no, it, it is very much like that because they're so it's so much a part of yourself. Yes. Yeah. So that's a good segue to something that has become a part of myself. <laughs> <laughs> so and panelists do not have to play along. Susie is the is the one who suggested this. So we're playing six degrees of Finn Whitrock. It's our new thing. I'll be playing it on every single one. My panelists can play or not play, whatever. And if you don't know the six degrees game, it's started with Kevin Bacon and it's basically People said you can connect Kevin Bacon to anybody with just six degrees. And so we're playing it with Finn. And we're also going to be playing it every month for a month. We're going to have like people can go to our website, submit their guesses on how to connect him to old episodes. And we're doing right now it's Dexter, True Blood, Chuck, and Schitt's Creek. And the connection to Schitt's Creek between Finn that someone came up with was really amazing. (laughs) 
and it was really entertaining. So, and we're going to pick one winner that can win some It's a Fendom thing merch. So go over to our website. You'll see there's a special page just called Six Degrees of Finn Whitrock, or it just might say Six Degrees of Finn, and go over there, submit your um, guesses and your connections, um, not guesses, but your connections by May 31st. So we're going to play how Finn is connected to this. This is the easiest one so far. There are actually several ways to do this one, but this one is a simple cinch. So are any of my other panelists playing? Meg is, is Susie and Tiff playing? I know Susie's playing. I don't know why I'm even asking. I'll give it a try. Okay. Okay. So let's see. I'll do this one. Not alphabetically. I'll go to you first, Susie. Yeah. I mean, it's, as I said, it's like the easiest one. So Max Greenfield is, if I'm saying the name right, because I may not be. I'm so sorry. I just, in my head, he's Schmidt. <laughs> oh, that, that is how you say it. Okay. Max Greenfield was, and I forget his name, was the junkie in American Horror Story Season 5 Hotel. And someone who was also on that season was one. <laughs> Finn Ritrock, who played the, the the lovely role of, of Tristan and Rudolph Valentina, isn't yes. it? Yeah. Mm -hmm. He was also one half of the one of the best pairings in that show. Tristan and Liz. Yes, all the love. That's that's what I got. <laughs> yep, yep. And and uh Max Greenfield was so tortured in that. Yeah. Oh because like any excuse to talk about Tristan and Liz, really I'll take because I mean, he's good. Yeah. Yeah. So Meg. Okay. I got it. I got it fairly quick. I did not do the same one. I went with Jake Johnson because I knew Jake Johnson was in the new Jurassic world movies. And I was like, those are big movies. There's a lot of people in them. It'll be easy to find. And the only reason I was able to do this was because Aaron has been talking about the normal heart so much. It's so good. <laughs> and it's so not good. like a her hump. It's just, it's been implanted in my brain. I haven't even seen the movie yet, but it's just like the normal heart and fin those are they're forever meshed together now for me. But so Jake Johnson was in Jurassic World with BD Wong, who was in the normal heart with Finwit Rock. And I also just want to say I am two degrees also from Finwit Rock. <laughs> That's true. You because are. <laughs> I was with Christian Bale in public enemies and he was in the big short. <laughs> Yes, yes. So Christian Bale might be not really gonna. We're gonna do it, but it'll be this. Yeah. Yes, yes. Very. And there's there's the there's a picture out there where it's like the cast of The Big Short, which is a fantastic film. We're gonna be talking about it next. It year. really is. And you look at, and this is the way Finn Whitrock looks at every event he goes to. He looks like he's a little kid, and he's like, "How the hell did I get here?" And he's looking at Christian Bale the way I would look at Christian Bale if I were to see. Bale. it's 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 adorable but yes yes so so you know i had to throw that out there all the time that i was in a movie with christian bale like and i have to just like i told you very casually in a movie with christian casually. bale i would never i would never stop talking about that if i was in a movie with christian bale i do not blame you one bit so so, so tiff did you did you come up with another way clearly you all have thought about this a lot more than me and <laughs> i don't know too much about finn whitrock's imdb so i'm gonna let 
my fellow panelists win. I have another one. I have literally no (laughs) idea except for the the only one I could think of was was yours, Zuzi. That's the listen. If you want, if you want, you can have that one, and I'll give the other one that I just thought of too. That I was like, oh, that. It's there, there are a okay. lot. There are a, a lot. Connection. Yeah. Hey, okay. Well, then I'll use that one. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. So, so go ahead, Susie. You can do a second. Yeah. I just thought of the other one because I also just finished watching it. it. Was like in so Max is in the assassination of Gianni V, and guess who else is in the assassination of Gianni V? Our boy, Benny. <laughs> yeah, we could do this comparisons all day. <laughs> That was a great schmidt oh that was a great schmidt yes yes so so i'm quickly there there's a there's a, another connection i'm gonna use coach uh coach was played by damon waynes jr who was also in a movie called long weekend with finn whitrock so <laughs> go watch that movie it's it's really good it's really sweet it's a very sweet romantic comedy that you would like meg so there's 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 another one to read because I was going to use the Max Greenfield one, but I'm like, okay. So oh, thanks, like, Meg. For- it's a romantic comedy. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. So thank you for playing our new game. Um, I think it's going to be fun. Uh, um, so thank you, Susie, for helping to come up with this. It's it's awesome. So yes. <laughs> okay, so we're going to close out and go around and have everybody say where they can be found and their podcast can be found. Meg. So you can find Carla and I on our podcast, Bedwood Behead Pod, where we play Fuck, Mary Kill with your favorite and least favorite fictional characters on the Twitter at Bedwed Behead Pod. You can find us on Instagram at bed.wed.behead.pod. You can find us on other blue social media at Bedwed or Behead Pod. And if you want to send suggestions for trios, you can send them to our Gmail at bedwedbeheadpod at gmail.com. And if you want to, for some reason, find me on the Twitter all by myself and my weird thoughts, you can find me at Wisconsinac, which is W-I-S-C-O-N-S-E-N-N-A-C-H. And again, blame Carla. (laughs) (laughs) And I'll go the right alphabet here. But And Susie, where can they find you? I wasn't prepared. I had to memorize, I have to memorize my socials before I speak. I have to practice it in my head before I say it. And even then I still get it wrong. <laughs> so you can find me on the on the bird app at um at Suzy Q under, un, Suzy Q underscore SC. And then for Instagram, there's an un, it, the underscore has a buddy. Uh-huh. And to that. the to the username. <laughs> And then you can find my dog's Instagram at, you know what? I'm just going to technical difficulties, folks, because the brain shorted out <laughs> without my permission. Um, and I and I say it, I just looked at it a couple of seconds ago because I was like, I need to be ready to say this out loud. Yep, it's uh, Benny at Benny underscore Velocita. Don't tell him about this because I'll be so embarrassed. <laughs> I adore you so much, Susie. I know. I love you, Susie. You're the best, Susie. <laughs> I have the brain funnies. Excuse me, guys. <laughs> oh, you gave it all. Sorry. <laughs> it's like, I'm done. She's <laughs> like, I gave this yeah, everything I had. Yeah, I have. I have <laughs> uh, so, Tiff, where can they find you? 
you can mostly find me on the Twitters and I am at who is tip is me. That is once again at who is tip is me. Normally tweeting into the void, the dark black hole. Come join me. <laughs> I love the way you described that. It was so like, I wanted to send dramatic music to it for some reason. I don't know. I wanted to like give the feeling of, you know, the cosmos. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm deeper, like I'm tweeting deeper thoughts than what I'm actually doing. Because most of the time yeah. it's just me liking like the dodo videos, <laughs> you know, like baby elephants. <laughs> oh, I thought you meant like the bird. And I was like, ah, a fellow dodo aficionado. Come join <laughs> me in the game. void. Come I love me. the dodo. This is off topic, but I love the dodo bird so much. Like, I just want to, like, I'm so sad but i just want to pet one so bad like i feel like they just got like a lot of like fun chunk i just want to pet them i have the brain zoomies what do you expect if, from if me I, if i am being honest i'm really really proud of us that it took till now for the three of See? us to go off the rails because normally I feel like all of us would be like, oh, let me go on this tangent. Yes, I, I have <laughs> let this episode go longer than most that, but We were on top of making Karen. Yes. No, I know. <laughs> we did really well. We did really we did well. Really, we didn't really even well. talk about Schmidt helping Winston come into his own culture. <laughs> oh, yeah, that was... <laughs> well, before we... Okay. <laughs> um. So... This is Aaron. <laughs> you can um, you can follow you, you can follow me on Twitter at e April Beauty. The E and the A and the B are capitalized. Be sure to like the show on Facebook at facebook.com slash it's a fandom thing pod. On Twitter at fandom thing pod. No it's in that one. On Instagram at it's a fandom thing pod. On TikTok at it's a fandom thing pod. If you would like to be a potential interview guest on the show, any of these cast members, I would gladly have you on. I would love to. Feel free to reach out to us at the Contact Us button on our website. Uh, it's a fandomthingpod.com. Or you can email us directly at it's a fandomthingpod at gmail.com. And on our next episode, we are going to be talking about community, which was another new show to me. I do like this show. I will say this show was very hard to binge. <laughs> I had to take quite a few breaks from it because it's it's a lot. <laughs> it's, it's a lot. <laughs> and, but our next live stream, Carla will be joining me and possibly Jen, my podcast brain twin, to talk about married with children. So that should be a lot of fun. And we are still going to be talking about how I met your mother. That's going to be a very uh, <laughs> a discussion about how a show can be so horribly wrong. <laughs> Thank you to everyone who who watched. Um, I know there were some people that watched too. I don't know who it was, but thank you for watching. Um, thank you to Carla for sticking with us for the, almost the whole thing. Thank you. Um, and thank you, Bex, who stopped by and made a comment. And anyone else who watches later, thank you so, so much. Appreciate it. And until next time, remember, it's a fandom thing. Black Lives Matter and Stop Asian Hate. And Schmidt's first name was eventually revealed to be what, my panelists? Winston. 
Yes, I was hoping you all would do it at the same time. Sorry. <laughs> Let's try it again. I feel like a product of like everyone mute yourselves. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.